Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is your boy, Highlight Real, a.k.a. the Prince of Botch. Welcome to another special edition of the Life's of Botch podcast. This right here is a review show. As you know, Dark Side of the Ring aired a new episode, episode number 04. Yes, that's right. Numero cuatro, as I had to do that in my uh, Spanish ways, you know, because I, t- I totally botched that just now. But I want to introduce a familiar returning guest, my boy, Josh Gresham from Gresham Unleashed Podcast. Josh, what's happening with your brother? Yo, what is up? What is up, ladies and gentlemen? What's up, D-Main? Highlight real. <laughs> what is up, man? It is, it is your boy, Gresham, back again. And um, yeah, dark side of the ring. We we yeah, that's an interesting conversation. Oh yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Tell me about it. I mean, just when I thought, let's let's just talk about how lit season two has been so far up to this Ooh, point. Like, that's been a roller coaster. It really has. Like I didn't know season two was gonna be this fun to watch. Like it has season one beat by a mile to me. Like season one has some good episodes, but like. It, it, you'd have to be a real old school, old school fan to right. remember most of what you saw in season one. Like you got to be born in like the 60s, 70s and darn near 80s to remember most of those. Like season two has been more our era. Like we've been seeing stuff where we're like, yo, I remember that. Yeah. Or, man, yeah. like, yo, they finna cover this. Oh, I can't yeah. wait. Like, I can't Man. wait to that Owen episode. I cannot wait to that Owen episode. I think Man. that's the season finale. Yeah, the Owen episode gonna be fun. I just saw they got the Snooker episode up next. I can't wait to watch that. I'm like, ooh, now we get to see why Tamina's name got dropped all of a sudden. Okay. Yeah, she's yeah. only Tamina. She's not Tamina Snooker. She went yeah. from Tamina to Tamina Snooker, right back to yeah. Tamina Snooker. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's crazy how that works, you know, but you- you know, you look on her IG and you'll still see that Snooker name. So she's very, very proud to be a Snooker, just so everybody knows that. So it's just like, hey, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how that goes and what the story behind that is. And, uh, well, let's go ahead and just talk about this here, episode four, with this Brawl for All. Let's Ooh. let's really talk about this Brawl for All. I mean, on the last man. episode, we talked about boxing not being able to blend in with pro wrestling and they actually <laughs> did exactly that like oh my god it was terrible it was all for all and let's 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 talk about the uh the madman behind the actual idea of this brawl for all the man that they say has ruined professional wrestling yet made professional wrestling arguably watchable and controversial yet i don't know i mean i guess it depends on what your opinion is about the guy at this point because some people feel he's a jerk. Some people hate him. Some people love him. Some people think he's a genius. It just depends on what you feel about. And some people are like me. Just don't get, just don't care. <laughs> don't care. Exactly. I mean, it, you know, Vince Russo, I mean, I remember the guy, but I didn't know he was doing all that behind the scenes stuff. Well, 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 you forgot one thing. Whenever you say Vince Russo, you have to say bro, because he loves that that name. Bro is bro. Vince Russo, bro. <laughs> okay, so apparently, if that's the case, bro, then maybe you should go bro and holler at Matt Riddle, Matt Riddle bro. Say, hey, bro, you're stealing my gimmick, bro. You know, bro. Can you imagine? Can you imagine that conversation? I would literally need to join 
<laughs> to hear that conversation because all they got bro 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 i'm probably gonna be that one person in the conversation like sis just to cut it off <laughs> <laughs> you know or just come in there and just you know i'm gonna be ghetto with it and just like bruh i mean you want to go bro bro really bruh you know so it's just it's amazing how dialogue and conflict go like hand in hand like that with just two guys who like to use the word bro i mean it is what it is. But let, let's talk about uh, Vince Russo, bro, and uh, <laughs> the, the fact that, you know, he's the madman and how this actually came about, which I found that just completely hilarious when I found out the base of why this was even created. Because a certain superstar, you guys know him, probably love him, probably hate him, probably hate the love or maybe in between. Depends on how you feel. John Bradshaw Layfield a.k.a. JBL, a.k.a. Bradshaw, however you remember the guy, nevertheless, was the reason behind this because he was backstage talking a lot of trash to the locker room, saying yep. that he would beat everybody's you-know-what? What? Wait a minute. And Vince Russo, bro, took offense to this and was like, whoa, bro, hold on, bro, you think you're so mighty. Well, let's test your theory on that, bro. Because I know about 10 people who can knock you out, bro. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, so from that point on, hence this 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 monster, this 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 creation. This, this it's such good. <laughs> this this was created, and the brawl for all was born, and he went through and he had to get it approved, and of course. The man, as the New Day mentions, that who shall not be named. <laughs> At all. Vince McMahon. <laughs> Vin, Vin Man. <laughs> Vinny, you know. Vinny Mac. Yeah, you know. Or, or, Vin or, or. Monster. <laughs> it yeah, sucks guts. Vinny, Vinny McPuppet, as as they as they call him, I believe. In the, in Mr. The McBoss Man. <laughs> yeah, Mr. McBoss Man. You know, that guy. You know, uh... Yeah, so we see that he actually gave his approval, which surprises me not whatsoever. At all. Uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll get to him because he still plays a factor in this as it goes along because he didn't even seem to stop it. He just At let all. it keep going anyway. So he could have yeah. pulled the plug easily on this thing the moment it went downhill, but no, he let it continue. So we're going to get on Mr. McMahon a little later. Uh, but uh, nonetheless... Uh, Josh, let's let's just say as this baby was was being formed and all signs were go and they picked the competitors, what was your initial thought once they went down the list of competitors here? And the I reasoning behind each one. I'm about to say, what was the list? Because I don't even think I wrote down the entire list, but I know the key people who were there who was involved was JBL, of course, because they wanted to prove a point with him. Uh, I believe one of them was the Lethal Weapon Steve Blackman because I think he had a reputation where he was like, I'm the toughest man. Everybody there seemed to like they they wanted to be the toughest man, or yeah. they was just they were just braggadocious about being tough. When probably at, at the end of this, none of them were. Um, Let's see, you, you I got the list right here in front of me actually. So we're gonna we're gonna go down the list here. You had I'm about to say so go down the list and then and then pause and I'm gonna react to each one. Okay, let's see. So we have Steve Blackman. Mm, yeah, I I, yeah, I was kind of like oh, I expected that one because he expected. had that nickname. Yeah, you know, um, we have Mark Merrow, who they actually said was a legit 
Golden Gloves guy, I believe they said he was. Now him, I expected it because he was a Golden Gloves and he dressed like a boxer a little bit. So I was kind of like, oh, yeah, I could see him in it. Yeah, you know, and then they had uh, some guy named Mark Canterbury. Yeah, I didn't care about that. (laughs) I kind of forgot behind the reasoning of that one. Bradshaw, you know, who just said he was a legit, you know. He was a bad, bad. Yeah, you know, of course. Um, Brockus, Brockus, Brockus. Yeah, I, I I don't know who that was, but Baracus, Baracus, something like that. If I'm butchering sound, your name, I'm sorry, not sorry. Sound, sound like you're trying to say Brock Lesnar. Oh, no. Nah, um, uh, yeah, I didn't care about that one. Next. <laughs> <laughs> then we've got the uh, Dominican, you know, sensation and Savio Vega. You know. Savio! Savio! My man, my man. Hey. Uh, yeah, I, I was honestly surprised about that one because I forgot he was in it. I really did. Yeah. Now they mentioned he was he was uh actually pretty pretty good. They they said he, he had some. Up. Yeah, you know they say he's like had a little bit of a gut but could hold his own something like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, then, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, right? You know. Then we got our boy Draws. You know. Oh yeah. Draws. You know so, the so one. Yeah, you know, the guy who had the gift of puking um, on site yeah, for whatever reason. Was, is, uh, oh, my God, he's got to, he's got to, he's got to puke. It's like, okay. Okay, uh, he, he who shall not be named had a boner for that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like, okay. We'll be now, this one threw me for a loop was Road Warrior Hawk. and Yeah, like, that one was random. I'm like, yeah, did y'all just run out of bodies and you just say, hey, hey Hawk, you want to go get, get, get your butt whooped? Like, yeah. Okay, come on. Yeah. Um. So we got the uh, the the who was named the underdog part of this and Bart Gunn, oh, um, yeah. Bob, <laughs> Hardcore Holly, uh, which <laughs> I could see. You know, he was a little. Does he hate you know? rookies? Yeah. You know, I could see where they got that. Then you got Quebecer Pierre. What? Who? Quebecer Pierre. Yes. Who was that? <laughs> I don't know who that is, people. To, to I, quote I Conor McGregor, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> then you've got uh, Steve Williams. Oh yeah, Doctor Death. Yeah, yeah, because he Dr. was a Death. he was a he was basically a killer in New Japan. So yeah, I kind of see why. And he was he was the believed alleged guy that was supposed to be the golden goose of this entire tournament. Apparently, this tournament was built for him to win it. That's yep. the part that was really uh. Nice and surprising. Then you had the Godfather, who was a legit, actual butt kicker because he was a bouncer at a club and he just literally was intimidating and he was, you know, built. So I could see that. Okay, made sense. Dan Severin. Uh, I remember him. He was. I remember him. Yeah, he was a legit uh, wrestler. In, in some didn't cases. he didn't he quit for other reasons like he I guess something happened and he was just done. Yeah, yeah. So it was kind of like okay, he he made sense for that moment. And then these two really got me was Eight Ball and Too Cool Scorpio. Too Cool Scorpio. He knows how to flip. Because I remember yet, him from ECW and he knew how to flip. Yeah, and, and Eight Ball. I, yeah, that threw me. Oh, what are we playing poker? What? now in in, in defense of two cool cool scorpio we did hear where they mentioned the reason he decided to enter this tournament 
was because he wanted to get away from the WWE version of him, which was Flash Funk. Oh yeah, the, yeah. So he he wanted a re a reboot. Yeah, you know. Which let's let's talk about that because this is what was interesting about how this brawl for all started. Because when you just think about it and you say it out loud, it really just doesn't make sense. And you wonder how did this get over? You know, or it didn't get it over. Didn't. But how did it get over to 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 this level of actually happening? Because what was interesting was that, so initially there was a cash prize because it seemed like everybody got told something different here. Did you? Was I the only one? That, did you catch that, Josh? Yeah, it said seventy-five. I think seventy-five G's was on the line initially, yeah. and then I think as it went on, they changed it to something else. Like I only think Bart Gun. Well, spoiler alert! I only think the winner got uh, the prize. Like I think they changed it to something else. Like it, it was that confusing. Yeah. And and also to to answer your question when you was like oh how did this get approved this was around the time I believe it was ninety eight so this was around the time where they were desperate for for ratings so yeah. any idea that was brought to the table Vince was like oh yeah I'll take it yeah yeah sure 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 yeah. it it, get, it gets eyes on the, on the, on the product it, it, even though he at the time he was probably like when you look back at it like it, even though it got, it got eyes on the product it got eyes on the product in the worst way possible because they looked at y'all as a joke because nobody got over like jr said towards the end of the document nobody got over because of this yeah at all and it was just kind of one of those deals where it was like okay so you look at this and you're like all right you got a bunch of mid carters because we forget that also supposedly the winner of this thing because all of these were legitimately like you know that dude kind of guys, you know what I'm saying? Guys you don't want to mess with. Just guys that were like, legit, I can beat you on any given day. And the winner was supposedly supposed to go against Stone Cold Steve Austin in a main event spot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yep. You know, because yep. you couldn't get more, you know, tough and rough than Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know? So, of course, we want to put... Oh. Oh, Stone Cold. Oh, Stone Cold. Yeah. Go, go in my pickup truck. Get yeah. some Steve Wises. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, you want to take the toughest SOB, as JR likes to say, and you want to put him up against, well, the guy that won this brawl for all who legitimately knocked people out or took people down or however this thing went. Stone Cold. Stone Cold. Stone Cold. Good God <laughs> Almighty. Stone <laughs> You know, and and so, and so let's talk about, I mean, we see the lineup here. And so we see that as this went along, we see where the rules changed up in this because at first it was a point system, right? Yeah, it was a point system at first. Then the time limit changed from a three, one minute to like five, six, uh, 50 seconds. It was all over the place. Like it, you, you, it's like from a viewer standpoint, you they didn't know what to do from behind the scenes. So what made you think that us as viewers were going to keep up because you kept changing the rules? And because if you, I don't know if you saw the first week, but they were sloppy all over the place because none of these guys were trained boxers at all. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, they probably had some of the stances down. Like, like the Godfather, he had some of the stances down, as um, Bart Gunn mentioned. But mm -hmm. it was more so like it was all over the place. Like they was trying to actually box and that did not hit well. So then they made it an agreement saying, okay, next week from here on out, we're just going to box, like just start punching each other. And that even turned out sloppy to the point where the crowd was literally chanting, boring, boring, or this sucks, or the BS word. So I kind of see why 
we didn't care as a viewer because you didn't understand anything. The point system went away. You had, like Jim Cornette mentioned, he said the, they had boxes, a referee who did not know how to referee a boxing match. And you had judges who never judged competitive matches ever, mm-hmm. not, not even just boxing or wrestling, because, you know, sometimes back in the day, wrestling, they if it was a world title match, they would have judges to, to determine the champion. Mm-hmm. None of the, they said none of the people understood anything when it comes to judging or refereeing. So it was a, a recipe for disaster from the jump. Oh, yeah, it definitely was. And, I mean, they even mentioned just, like, you, you had decisions that were called incorrectly, people who got taken down that, you know, it didn't even count as a takedown. And you're like, clearly it was a takedown, but you didn't count it. So that should have told you enough right there. Like, hey, y'all don't it's know what y'all are doing. It's you not know? a good idea. Stop it. Let's like, let's just stop. <laughs> this this thing was was fixed from the jump because I mean even as I look at this bracket I'm just looking where it's like Steve Blackman, this man won by decision. Yep. Yet somehow in winning by decision, what's interesting here is Mark Merrow is the one that went to the to the next round. Yeah, it it it, it was like what? What? Didn't he, didn't he lose? Like what? What is going yeah. on? Yeah, so it's like, well, well, wait a minute. If he lost to Steve Blackman, how did Mark Merrow end up being the guy to go against Bradshaw in the in the second round? And and Bradshaw won by points, you know, in the first round. Savio Vega won by points. Draws, he went to the next round because his bout... See, this is stupid. Ended with Road Warrior Hawk in a draw. So how the heck did he advance? Both men should have been done. Both men should have been eliminated. When it's a draw, you both should be removed from the bracket, and whoever they were supposed to go against should have went on to the next round. But they didn't do that. They just said, oh, let's flip a coin. Draws, you're going to the next round. Yeah, Yeah, like, wait, what? You know, like, that should have just gave Savio Vega... That reminds me of, like, the Royal Rumble, right? I mean, not the Royal Rumble, the King of the Ring. The King of the Ring, there was a... I believe it was the one that Sheamus won. Like, there was a... There was some draws that happened, and he made his way to the finals because it was a draw in one, and it was just like, well, wait a minute. And he automatically just advanced. Like, he didn't even have to go through anybody, and it was just like... Nope. That's what they should have did. Yeah, but you know? When you think about it, back at that time, it it's like they kind of exposed themselves on that they didn't know how to rig a, a tournament. Because... If you wanted to legitimately rig a tournament, wouldn't you tell the person you want to lose to take the dive at the end? Yeah. yeah. You would think, you would think, but they just say, oh, go out there and beat themselves. And then, oh, hey, that, that's not the outcome we wanted. So they're not going to go, we're going to insult the fans' intelligence and you're going to move on. Even And that was another reason why people just tuned out of the tournament because it's like, this isn't, this is a joke. This isn't real. They're not treating it right because we saw this dude lose and he's in the next round. The other guy who actually won did not, it's not in the next round being, uh, who was it that went, went on? It was a draws. Yeah. They was like, yeah, we saw this guy, we saw this guy not win. Um, yeah. what? Never mind. So once you yeah. do that, once you insult, intelligence they just you immediately lose them just like that oh yeah and i mean even in the attitude era you know as, as, as though it was most like college fan you know college kids as fans and things of that nature guys like us who were kids who shouldn't have been watching it but we were watching it anyway you know i get it you know it was one of those type of deals where it's like eh, you're still trying to insult people that aren't stupid so i don't get it Why exactly. would you, you know? Just because you were over back then didn't mean, you know, 
you could still insult the intelligence of people. So I don't get it. I mean, now, Bart Gunn, as we saw, you know, he won by decision. It was like, okay, he beat his best friend. You know, he beat a guy who was his tag team. Oh, and we didn't even talk about the fact that this entire bracket was decided by a brown paper bag and random names. Oh, yeah. 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 Yep. You know? So yep. if that, that was that was their first mistake. Yeah, if, if that didn't tell you, oh, this is this is this is bad. Like, really? You couldn't rehearse some of this stuff first and just see who matched well with each other. Something. You know, not just a brown paper bag and we're just gonna, hey guys, yeah, just draw a name and whoever you draw, that's who you go against. Uh <laughs> so we saw uh Quebecer Pierre, you know, he got TKO'd by, you know, Dr. Death. Uh, because oh, yeah. he was he was viewed as the beast, you know, and and the Godfather, which again, here's what I don't get because the Godfather lost, by the way, mm-hmm. he lost in the first round to Dan Severin by points, the point system, he lost, but Dan Severin quit, he was done, he he because he like, saw how stupid it was, yeah, like, this he, is stupid. I'm done. He, he walked away from it to where the Godfather then, by default, ended up advancing to the second round. And and then we saw where Scorpio won his round by points. So that that led to the second round of things. And so let's let's talk about before we even just really go to the second round. Let's 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 then build up to what happened in the second round. So as we saw, Bart Gunn, uh, the the really the stars that appeared to be shining from this next round. You had Bradshaw, who this was centered around because he couldn't back out because he was the reason this was all happening in the first place. Yeah, so it was like Vince Russo, bro, made it known and (laughs) said clear as day out of his mouth, like, hey, you can't back out because the moment you do, I'm going to let you have it because you said you could beat any and everybody in here. So he had to go all the way to the end. And... You got Draz, who was a, a key figure in this thing, and Bart Gunn, and The Godfather, and of course, Dr. Death, who again, this tournament was supposedly built around to be the, the guy to win this thing, you know? And, and so Bart Gunn tells the story of the fact, we saw where he told the story, that he was, you know... Supposedly, nobody was really supposed to win this, albeit everybody just assumed Dr. Death would be the guy to win this because of his credentials and the fact that he was a legit All-American and just all of these things. He was legit tough. Plus, they kind of wanted him to go against Austin in a way. So this was supposed to be him, his means to win this. So Bart Gunn was matched up against him in the second round. He was not supposed to win. He was supposed to lose, right? And mm-hmm. he, he felt some type of way about that backstage. Like, everybody kept approaching him saying, hey, you know, you're supposed to beat Dr. Death. And they're laughing at him and snickering. And it all it did was feel yeah, like, oh, we got all the faith in Dr. Death to, to put you down. We got all the faith in Dr. Death to put you down. And Bart Gunn is like, they don't really realize that when you say that to somebody, that pisses them off to the point where they have a point to prove. Yeah. So if you, wanted, if you wanted him to win, to lose, you should have been hyping him up they see that's the thing they don't know how to play mind games if yeah. you wanted him to lose you hype him up so that he's so full of himself all dr death has to do is find an opening and knock him out that's exactly. all you, you had to that's do all you had but to they, do but then but you did it in reverse you overhyped dr death and you fired up bart gun to the point where he's like i have to knock this mother effer out 
Yeah. Because I don't have I'm I'm done because I I don't have no no time because and then you could you it's like you would think that they would have caught on when he was asking the question. So if I knock him out, will I have heat backstage? Yeah. Will exactly. I have heat? And they was like, no, no, we have all the confidence that Doctor Death will knock you out. You idiot. Why are you <laughs> continuing to hype him to piss him off? Exactly. You're supposed to tell him the opposite. You hype him up to the point where like, yeah, we have all the faith in you. You, you. you can do it. You can do it. Make him so full of himself to the point where he slip up on a, on a banana peel and knocks mm-hmm. himself out. But they did not do that. They proved, they proved themselves to be dumb even further. And, and and it just it just goes to show because it's it's a lot of valuable lesson learned and something like that that it's just like again you're right because as we see it was like that just goes to show how badly this was booked how badly this was treated handled everything because the man really tried his best to ask in a good way like hey he clearly sent the message to you am I gonna get in trouble if I win am I gonna get heat and they say no no you're not going to get heat. But then at the same time, you giving him the green light saying, okay, y'all said I wasn't going to get heat. And we clearly see what happens as we get further in this tournament. So mm-hmm. let's, let's, let's focus solemnly on what happened here in this match, because this is where the key point of this entire tournament just took a whole swerve. It took a oh, whole yeah. swerve. As far as oh, the yes. rest, the rest of creative, it took a now, in Vince Russo, bro, in his instance, <laughs> he didn't care about this turnout because he just cared about where Bradshaw went. As long as the more, more Bradshaw advanced, he just didn't cared Bradshaw about lose in the second round. Actually, no, he actually got past Mark Merrow with oh. points, you know, by points. So he didn't really knock him out, but he won by that quote unquote point system. So Bradshaw kept. Exactly, exactly, you know, but he kept advancing. So the more he advanced, the more Rusev, you know, was just kind of like, oh, good, keep advancing because you're either going to win or somebody's eventually going to knock you the hell out. And when they do, I'm going to be right there just soaking that in like, ah, that's what you get for talking all this trash and you ain't that dude. But let's, let's go back to, you know, where both parties made their mistake. More so creative than mm-hmm. Bart Gunn, because in Bart Gunn's case, the man tried to work with these people. He tried to say, hey, do you want him to win? Because it was very obvious to him that everybody wanted Dr. Death to win. So he was willing to say, hey, if you want me to throw the fight, I'll throw the fight. But I just need to know, because if I'm going to get heat, then I'll throw the fight. If I'm not going to exactly. get heat, then I'm going to win this thing. Because if y'all exactly. think I can't beat him, then watch what I do. They threw they they threw themselves under the bus, obviously, because they were so they weren't paying attention. If like he he gave the hint, like you said, hey, if you want me to lose this fight, tell me I will do the job, and I, he will, and all he has to do is throw a punch, and I will fall and knock yeah. myself out. But they didn't do it. They kept pissing him off. They kept pissing him off to the point where he's like, I got something to prove. Since they saying I'm not gonna get heat, but they also not having faith in me. They did not they did not want me to win. They basically treated me like a jobber in this tournament. So okay, this is what we're gonna do. I'ma knock him the hell out. Uh excuse my language. I'ma knock him out. And yeah. we're gonna get to that we're gonna get to the point where it's like, oh, okay. I'm not gonna have heat. You better keep up your word, which obviously wasn't the case. So we got to the match and when I tell you he knocked him out, he knocked him out. Oh, that's all she wrote, folks. 
And, and let's let's talk about how that went in. So it's game day. You know, the, these guys actually finna go at it. You know, this is where the 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 whole thing took a dramatic effect. Like, I mean, they were hyping this one up like crazy in this special, and we saw where. Remember when this, he? Because remember when he said during the tournament. They was hype. They you can tell that it was real because they kept talking about about Doctor Death. They weren't talking about really nobody else. They were just talking about him. So you kind of already knew who they had a favor in yeah. from the jump. Yeah, it was like that was their golden goose at the time. That was the guy. Hence the this is where the angle with Austin and it's that's why I said it was amazing how this this prize kept switching up because with Doctor Death it was like he was the guy. Jr. said it out of his own mouth. That was the guy that they wanted to go against Austin, you know, in a, t- in a title angle and these things like that. So clearly the only guy in this tournament that would have had a legit shot at going against Stone Cold was going to be Dr. Death. Right. And when you scrap that, that just went Ooh, yeah. with the whole angle of going, nobody got to go against Austin at that point. It's like, no, nah, because nope. the rest of y'all ain't, ain't worthy. Y'all ain't on Austin level. So y'all not going to go against him. We're just going to either give you some prize money or, you know, as we see with Bart Gunn, nothing at all. So we'll, we'll, we'll get there. Mm-hmm. But let's let's talk about this matchup. So they go into the match, and, you know, it, it starts off competitive for a quick little second until Bart Gunn's fire kicks in, and he takes down Dr. Death. And, and he even said it himself, Dr. Death is, like, stunned and like, yo, dang, brother, like, hold on. He's like, yo... My bad, man. You know, I'm just a little fired up. And then, before you know it, hamstring injury. Right to Dr. Yep. Death. He took just that like, hamstring. And, and mm-hmm. One-legged mm-hmm. monster. He's a one-legged monster at that point. And before you know it, knockout. Boom! Straight out. Like and right then and there, that killed his run and the entire company. Yeah. Just like that. And, and Jim Cornette... Tell us how you really feel about Vince Russo, Jim, because you obviously say you you obviously showing that you hate the guy. Oh but... yeah, he held no punches in this one, ladies nope. and gentlemen. He did not hold hold no punches. Boy, Ooh. you talk about some strong hatred. Oh my! This man it... to this day hates this man. It... You can tell because that venom when he was describing that happened over twenty years ago. Yeah, yeah. That venom that he's still talking. Whew. Man, this man, this man showed so much fire, man. Veins did no justice to this man's forehead. Trust me when I say it was popping out, oh, a whole lot more than your typical vein. Trust you me. I saw <laughs> I saw all kind of blood clots coming up out of that forehead, boy. Like, oh, my goodness. The man, man about to have a whole stroke on air. Oh, like, yeah. bro, he's that, he's that man. He that man. Like, but yeah. Yeah, because like, yeah, the reason why I brought it up, because... With they, with Doctor Death going down, not only like you said they threw the, they basically screwed up the entire creative, but he went into a full rant with with Vince Russo, bro, and said, uh, said you you effed you effed up the entire story. like Doctor Death, he's done, he's done. Why did you put him in in this term? And when and when I look back at it, I'm like, it's not really his fault, yeah. because when you look at it, you could have easily pulled Doctor Death out. If you were to think long term, you could have easily pulled Dr. Death out and replaced him with somebody else yeah. and then have that se- have that tournament separate and build Dr. Death up the, the normal route that you do a professional wrestler. Yeah. You build him up with a bunch of ma- matches and the matches and give him some promos some character work and then eventually cross paths with Stone Cold Steve Austin. You could have 
easily had that that few. But you, you had to go the idiotic route because y'all are ch- taking a chance with a, a sport that y'all don't have no experience in whatsoever. Mm-hmm. You're pretty much still kind of somewhat brand new in the department because I believe around that time they was around only maybe 30 years, 20 years, or as opposed to the 50 plus, 60 plus years they are now. Mm-hmm. But it's like y'all literally took a chance and just admit, like, instead of putting the blame on Vince Russo, I'm not a Vince Russo fan by a long shot, I, but I'm also, when I'm looking at this documentary, it's like, you can't really blame him. He gave you the idea. It was up to you to pick the participants. And if yeah. you're going to, if you're mad that Dr. Death got basically dropped on his face and he was no longer the dominant force that he was in New Japan because he was murdering those guys in New Japan. So if you if you're mad that he got dropped on his face, you kind of set yourself up for failure because you basically put him in the scenario in a lose lose situation because the tournament was a bust at that point. And by the time the round two happened, the tournament was a bust. And then by the time that the after a fact that this happened, you ruined his career and you basically punished Bart Gunn. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and something that, you know, who, who ended up really, as we saw throughout this entire series, a guy who was becoming a quote unquote rising star. All he wanted to do was revamp his career, revamp his career and, you know, really be something. And he took advantage saying this could be something where I reinvent myself and literally still ended up being the victim in this. Yeah. Even when he tried to be a team player, he still ended up being a victim. Because he, he gave his loss on a silver plot. He said, hey, do you want me to throw this match? And will I get heat if I win? Mm-hmm. All you had to do was say, yeah, you might get some heat. So uh, can you throw the match? And he probably would have been like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Easily. And you still probably, even though it still would have been a bad idea, you still would have got what you wanted. Possibly. Exactly. Depending Possibly. on depending on what would have happened with any other talent, because even though Bart Gunn would have not every not necessarily everyone else was that willing. Everyone right. else probably would someone probably would have actually did the same thing. And you wouldn't have known. Yep. It. Could have been Bradshaw yep. for all we know. You just never know. <laughs> you know? So the thing is, you know, and God, God forbid, I just thought about it, because if if it would have been Bradshaw in this He scenario, probably did worse. <laughs> we yeah, yeah. And and you probably wouldn't have JBL to this day. If you really want to think of it that way, you might not. Oh, then I kind of wish it was Bradshaw. (laughs) You know, it was Bradshaw. I'm just saying. I'm just saying because you know, given how things went, you probably never would have had JBL if if that would have happened. You know, so it's a lot. It's a lot to think about if Bart Gunn did go over. You know, did allow him to go over and just through the match. But it is what it is. So as we continue through the tournament. So the, the the star is gone. The quote-unquote real winner of this thing is gone. He's knocked out. He's hurt. He's injured. Hadn't seen him, heard from him ever again from this point. Nope, that was because I think after he recovered, he just left the company altogether. So yeah. that was it. That was his that was his song. That was the lasting image you saw of Dr. Death in the WWF or the WWE now. Uh-huh. So That was it. Yeah. Gone. Gone. Was Never it. to be heard gone. from again. So, your, your your key golden goose that you were going to build up to go against Austin, he's gone. And you got a, a quote-unquote potential new star on the rise who's trying to revamp his career, and he's knocking people out, okay? 
then you come across things the likes of. So we got draws going against Savio Vega. He wins via by points. So he matches up. Bradshaw beats Mark Merrow by points. Those two meet up in the semifinals. Then you have the Godfather beat up on uh, Too Cool Scorpio or Flash Funk, whichever you want to look at him as at that time. And uh, Godfather advances to the next round, goes against Bart Gunn. And so in the semifinal round, Godfather, legit, you know, bad guy, you know, someone who can legit go one on tit for tat with someone, someone you don't want to mess with in real life. So he goes, and I don't think really he was necessarily uh, looked at to beat Bart Gunn, but he wasn't necessarily looked to lose either. It was kind of just a toss-up at that point, I guess. It was just a matter of, oh, okay, well, let's see who wins this one. And and as we saw, you know, at this point, what was key about this matchup was we saw where Bart Gunn knocked out the Godfather, but the Godfather mm-hmm. himself yeah. talked about the fact that he felt the knockout coming because somewhere in the, in the in the in the midst of this match, we saw where Godfather mentioned he couldn't feel his leg, and you know he he felt himself kind of getting light, and and. He was like, he admitted him out of his own mouth. Yeah, you know, I had a lot of injuries happen to me in that in that one match. And you know what? Maybe it was a bad idea to be in that. Yeah. And, if, no kidding. No kidding, right? <laughs> so yet another injury added to the list of injuries that came out of this. Right? So we go over to the other semifinal matchup where it was Bradshaw against Draws. And we saw, you know, where Draws was watching, actually, after the, the 20 years after the fact. We saw where he was watching. And even still to this day, he was pretty upset at the outcome of what that was. Because he got screwed. Somehow, oh, yeah. somehow Bradshaw got past Draws in a very uh, Controversial, Controversial yeah, way. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know. So, so then we see where Vince Russo... Still very, very happy because he's like, oh, so you're still in this thing. But he sees where Bart Gunn's been knocking people out left and right. So now he's like, okay, well, let's see if you can beat Bart Gunn. Bradshaw, you know. And, Bro. And, and Bart Gunn is, well, at this point, he's pretty much filling himself now. He's pretty much knocking out everybody. And he he's like, all right, it, it's time to go. Let's go. So we get to the finals, and well, this wasn't even a match at this point. This was just straight up embarrassment. <laughs> Madman Bradshaw got knocked out twice. Yep. Twice. He, he got knocked out, tried to stand up, and knocked right back down. Yeah, exactly. It, it just it was like, well, cowboy. You know, it almost, in a way, when you think about it, it almost kind of takes away his reputation, uh, you know, from, from the APA days. You know, it's almost like, gee, should we really have feared him in the APA at this point? Farouk, I can understand. But yeah. Bradshaw, the way you got knocked out, buddy, should we really even fear you anymore? Honestly, I don't even know. The way everybody was handled during this tournament, nobody should be feared. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody should be feared. It's like, bro, remember that time you got you got knocked out in that fight in round round one or round two or in the final you got knocked out twice. Uh huh. Yeah. Remember that? You remember that, Bradshaw? You remember that? Remember that? 
yeah. Steve Blackman, you remember that? Yeah, yeah, legit. Like it, it, it was just this, this, this tournament boy was, was something. And I mean, we saw where you know Vince Russo, bro, kind of got to get his pleasurement and watching Bradshaw get knocked out. And now it was just like, okay, you got what you wanted. Are you happy? Now look what it caused in the path of what you wanted. You got a lot of injured talent. You got a lot of injured talent. Pretty much at that time, pretty much 50% of the mid card. You got the person who was supposed to bump from the mid card to the main event scene out indefinitely. Mm Mm-hmm. All for just to prove a point to Bradshaw that he's not the toughest person alive. And we have a winner that we don't want to even push because he's not looked at as a winner. He looked at as a jobber. So thanks, Vince. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Vincent, bro. Russo, bro. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 let's so so with, with that being said, now let's 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 go into the man, he who shall not be named, McMahon. Um uh, <laughs> Let, 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 let's go from one Vince to the other Vince, and let's 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 now talk about the fact of how it was already mentioned that easily he could have pulled the plug on this with the first He could have pulled round. the plug on the first match. As soon as he saw how sloppy they were, yep, this ain't gonna work. Soon yeah. as he saw how like oh they're literally fumbling on how to fi- yeah pull it, he could have yeah. easily just said nah, let's do something else quick before somebody get hurt. Nope, yeah. he just want he just wanted to keep going. And he, and he did absolutely none of that because it was just such good shit. You know, like, it was, it was good stuff. It was ruthless aggression. You know, it was just all of these things that Vince McMahon just has a lot of orgasms for, I guess, or ejaculates off of, depending on how you want to describe it. Whatever. Vince, you just, you, whatever to get a rating, right? You know, I just, just have good time with my lotion. <laughs> These great fruits, you know, and it's just, it's like, Genetic okay. jackhammer. <laughs> so it's just like, all right, Vince. So with Bart, this is where you, you get the sympathy story. Because again, a guy who just wanted to revamp his career was willing to do whatever along the way, tried to do the good thing, the right thing, and ended up just Being doing what home. he wanted to do. Yeah. Sit yeah. home. He got he won the tournament and he got sent home for I think this happened in June '98. You didn't see him until WrestleMania month. WrestleMania 15. So that was March '99. Yeah. You didn't see him until then. So imagine doing your job, doing doing what you're told to do. Like, hey, this is a a shoot fight. This isn't scripted. We're not we're not predetermined. Even though low key they was trying to predetermine it, but Mm -hmm. failed miserably. Yeah. So you went ahead and did what you were supposed to do. You, you shot. You wasn't. You wasn't told to win or lose, and you were given hidden messages instead of being told like adults to, mm-hmm. to say, "Hey, we want you to throw the match." Yeah. No, you did what you were supposed to do. You won the tournament, and instead of being promised the push, you probably got the seventy-five G's because that was the initial prize. It probably dropped down. Because you, you probably got dropped down to 50 G's. Who knows? And instead of getting the promised push that you were going to get against Stone Cold Steve Austin, you were sent home because you were you, you did not fit into the plans. A thing that is still a thing to this very day. To this very day, yeah. It's amazing how those wrestling politics play out like that. I mean, it just it's amazing what you really think 
you know, hence why the dark side of the ring is a very, very awesome documentary series because it just tells you a lot about this company, boy. It tells you a whole lot, you know? And I mean, hey, your AEWs and all of them, yeah, they got it too. But maybe not to the level of how WWE is operating right now. It just, no, it no, just... AEW has been in business technically in under a year. They, I think they hit a year in May. Yes. So they're going on a year in May. WWE has been in business when it was the WWF, the Worldwide Wrestling Federation, to the World Wrestling Federation, to the WWE. So they've been around for more than their fair share of decades. So they've experienced all types of behind the scenes with everything. So they have so much, so many secrets that are so, probably buried and probably in the grave right now because whoever it happened to took the secrets to the grave. They have that many secrets. Yeah. Whereas you can't and that and don't want to sound sound like we're bashing the WWE. We're just stating the obvious. It's like it's there. Politics has been there. And Bart Gunn was one of those recipients of bad place, bad time politics because mm-hmm. he probably, honestly, if it was just a, like I said, they screwed himself up with Dr. Death, they could have easily pulled him from the tournament. If he did not want to keep the tournament, he, one of those corporate yes men who likes to slobber the grapefruits of Vince McMahon, mm-hmm. they could, he could have easily said, hey, this is a bad idea for this guy. Dr. Death, he needs to be pulled out. They could easily say, hey, Vince, let's pull Dr. Death out and replace him with somebody else. They, we, I think we've seen that done in Boston plenty of times where they pull somebody and they give them a replacement fight. So oh, yeah. they could have easily did that if they knew what they were doing. But no, they just kept going with it and to the point where it was a little bit too little too late and they shot themselves in the foot and Bart Gunn was the was the recipient of a bad booking. Man. And that leads us to his punishment. Yeah, so <laughs> this is where where things really got interesting. And see, it's funny because this was the very first WrestleMania I recall I've ever watched in my life. This was my very first WrestleMania watch. Same. So I, so I never, ever, ever forgot this very moment and that very match. Because I remember Butterbean. I do. I very much remember Butterbean. And it Butter was like... <laughs> so, so then we get the introduction of Butterbean. And, you know, we... we, we what was so cool, and I found this very interesting because he was very confident, and he had every right to be. And 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 check out the last episode where we talked about which sport outside of pro wrestling really translates well with the WWE or or pro wrestling for that matter in general. And and it's interesting, really, because Butterbean was talking with the Godfather and all them. We saw the Godfather talk about, yeah, man, you know, we were having marijuanas and. Smoking blunts backstage, and we were having a conversation. Butterbean made it known. Hey, no disrespect to what y'all do, because y'all, what y'all do is, is great. But it's a totally different element than what we do. And I'm going to kill this guy. I'm going to knock him out. Yep. He made it known, straight up, his known. intention. Like, I'm going to knock him clean out. And we find out then, Vince is happy about it. He's like, yes, that's what we want. Knock him out. Vince wanted this man knocked out. Yep, he wanted him knocked out because he me- he messed up their plans, and it, it and it sucks because Butterbean he said from the jump he said as soon as he came in, he said yep this is this is punishment because he he said you wouldn't bring he said you wouldn't bring like him in 
just for entertainment. You will bring someone like him in to knock him out. So yeah. he knew he knew exactly. They knew exactly what they was doing. They was like, because you ain't seen him. They took him off TV after he won the tournament. They took him off TV. He was at home. Then he came on a random edition of, of Raw to hype the uh, the announcement of Butterbean. And so they revived the Brawl for All just for that for that one night. And he, you knew he that he was only there to punish Butter, um, not Butterbean, to punish Bart Gunn for doing his job. And, and and it's just so crazy because you're like, wow, like that's that's how y'all feel WWE. This something that was your fault, you know, because it, it goes back to the Chris Benoit effect. You know, got got to get a little controversial here. Again, it's not the not the bash WWE, but just just kind of expose some agendas here and just show that it's like, hey, you knew what was going on here. And it's and like you decided to ignore it. Yeah, you 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 ignored it. You wash your hands with this again, and <laughs> it's just amazing because you're like, okay, so let's rewind here. A guy who just wanted to revamp his career—that's all he wanted to do. Just wanted to revamp his career. Clearly tried to do the right thing with y'all, and y'all the ones being fake, because that's exactly what it was. It was a matter of just being yep. fake. Right. We're being fake, and instead of just keeping it 100 and saying, "Look, man, we don't, we don't really want you to go over," even though this is real physicality. Can you throw the fight? Yeah, we we just want we want this guy to, to get catapulted and, and win this. Thing. You know, exactly. Exactly. All you had to do, but no, you gonna sit there and be fake, and you are gonna say, "Oh no, no, it's cool," you know, yeah, yeah. You want to be yes men. If you will, you know, let's just keep it what it is. Some of my artist friends out there, my artist listeners, or anybody, you know, it's just like when you got a track out there that you know is utter garbage, you know, and you got yes men all around you, and they're like, bro, this is hard. Yeah, man, when it's streets, everybody gonna be bumping this in the whip. Yeah. So mm-hmm. as you send it to the first radio DJ, they like, what the heck is this bull crap? Don't get this off my stereo. What is this? That is trash. Trash. Don't ever ever bring me this again. And now your feelings are hurt. And yeah. now you, your reputation is probably hurt too unless you go find out a, a banger and you can really cook up one. But if you got a bunch of fake yes men around you, clearly you ain't never going to get that banger because they ain't going to give it to you the way it should be giving it to you. And they ain't going to give it to you straight. And WWE, that's what you are. Yes men. Straight up yes men. Instead of keeping it 100 and saying, hey, nah man, we really don't want you to go over to be real. We want this guy. He's the it factor. And look, if you just do this for us, we'll find a way to get you over a little bit. We will. We, we, we'll, we'll give you a push. That's all you had to do. You can reward the man with a push. That's all he wanted. You didn't have to put push. him in the... You, can, you didn't have to put him in the top spot. You could have put him in the Intercontinental title. Yeah. Uh, you could have... Honestly, you didn't have to rush him to the top. You could have put him in the Intercontinental title um, pitcher. Put the title on him, build him up as the Intercontinental Champion, and then once he gets over as the Intercontinental Champion, you could have easily had an Intercontinental Champion versus Stone Cold Steve Austin, the WWF Champion. Yeah, that's that's an easy storyline, but y'all don't think long. They don't think long term, and that's still a thing today. They don't yeah. think long term. They're just thinking about getting that pop or getting that current in the moment. And when it's a bad idea, they just want to see it through. Now. It's more so as like, oh, it's a bad idea. Let's just scrap it all together and make sure they act like it never happened. So. It's like if they would have did that from the jump, 
it will it would have saved a whole lot of injuries, a whole lot of careers, and a whole lot of people. And if and if you had to go, if you just wanted to go through it, you could have easily just pulled, like I said, pulled Doctor Death. You could have yeah. pulled him from the tournament and say and protected him like the commodity that he was back then, and then went on with it. I'm telling you, man. And so it 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 it, it was kind of sad to see how things turned out because now here we are, WrestleMania 15, and here comes the big bout at this point. As we said, you know, Bart Gunn, all of a sudden, they 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 get him in the ring to train and 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 really like get trained as an official boxer and and you know he's coming out and he he gets out in the ring and like I said this just like Josh this was my first WrestleMania so I remember this, this clear as day because I didn't even know who Bart Gunn was to be nope. completely honest I remember the knockout I remember Butterbean and I remember that match but I didn't know that was Bart Gunn because I didn't even know who Bart Gunn was going into that they just presented him as a jobber who's getting knocked out by Butterbean because and when you look listen to the commentary of the of the of the fight. They wasn't really hyping Bart Gunn. It was mainly hyping Butterbean. I look back every time I look back at WrestleMania '99 or WrestleMania '15. Uh-huh. I'll be like, I'll every time I go to that match or every time I get to that match because sometimes I always I just watch it all the way through just because hey yeah. I'm watching paper I'm watching old classic pay per views just all the yeah. way through because I got nothing but the time. Yeah. And I, when they get to his match, I'm like, y'all not even hyping him. So how we're we supposed to take him as a legit fighter? So that was that, so you can already tell this was a punishment. Yeah. And then. When, and then to get back to the documentary, Butterbean, he was like, yo, um, he made a mistake because we're going to get to the knockout, but he should have, he said he probably would have had a 50-50 chance if he would have brawled with him yeah. as opposed to boxing him. Yeah, yeah. Because like they mentioned, you know, Butterbean didn't really exactly have technique. He just nope. had one heck of an arm. I mean, at the end of the day, he could knock you out, but he didn't necessarily have the best technique. You know, he wasn't mm-hmm. Muhammad Ali. He wasn't Floyd Mayweather. You know what I'm saying? Nope. He wasn't that type of technical sound boxer. He was literally just a guy who could just knock you out, almost like Tyson. It was kind of like a low-budget Mike Tyson in a way. In a way. <laughs> you know? A low but yeah, a poor man's Mike Tyson. That's the best way to describe Butterbean. One heck of an arm, could knock you out, got some reach to him a little bit. That was about it. But, you know, and, and so it was just kind of crazy because as you watch that, you're like... So then, yeah, like you said, he made a mistake. Bart Gunn sitting there trying to be a legit boxer because he know that, you know, oh, well, Butterbean's a legit professional boxer. I'm going to use my professional techniques I learned instead of just going there swinging like I did in the brawl for all, you know, the one that I won because I was doing me. And I got, and you, you can see the difference in size. Like, Butterbean, yes, had more weight, but Bart Gunn towered him, man. He had length, he had reach, he had all of that. He probably easily could have beaten Butterbean. All right. Not that it probably would have done anything for him because Mm-mm. had he done that, Vince probably would have just been like, oh, okay, let's get Mike Tyson in here and let, let, let Mike Tyson <laughs> embarrass him. You know, seriously, because at that point, we already saw Mike Tyson in the WWE. So who's to say oh, yeah, he would have reached out? Yeah, you know, who, who's to say he wouldn't have reached out and been like, hey, hey Tyson, hey, hey, buddy, old pal, hey, hey, I need a favor. I need you to just, just give one of those Mike Tyson rights to, to this guy and knock him out. Knock him off the scene, you know. We need this guy to lose, you know, easily, you know, just to get more <laughs> eyes to the television because it's Iron Mike Tyson, and we all know at that point 
Mark Gunn would have, that's a challenge he would not have won. I guarantee you that much. Nope. Got through Butterbean, you would not have gotten through Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson, I don't care. nope. I don't care how much reach you got, my friend. You would not have got. Mike definitely would have peeped that and been like, oh, oh, look at this. Yeah. Oh, even this cute. Bye <laughs> mm-hmm. bye. Oh, you suck. <laughs> 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 yeah. You know? <laughs> it's, just, it's just easy. So, you know, but. Unfortunately, it didn't go to those extreme precautions because Butterbean peaked the mistakes and knocked the man clean out. Not yeah, once, but twice. It wasn't a knockout. That was a what his children said when he got back home. Daddy, you killed somebody on me? Because <laughs> when that second hit connected, his head swung back Boy. and went right back to the front. He punched him so hard, his head met his spine said hello and went right back to his to the front and went he went he was out oh, it, and th- and this documentary made it sh- made sure that they slowed it down so when i saw that man's neck i'm like, I was surprised he didn't have a broken neck as i heard that man punched him i was sitting there like oh my goodness man and and so here we have where at this point that was the end of bart gun completely i mean he mentioned you know afterwards he he, for whatever reason, he seemed to try to chase Butterbean because he... At oh, yeah, that become point, MMA? Like, I think Butterbean switched to MMA. Yeah. So he was trying to follow trying him to and all that stuff. I'm like, yeah. okay. Yeah, it's like, what? Because he knocked you out? Now you want to get revenge? Why? It wasn't going to get you good graces with Vince. You know what I mean? They weren't pushing you when you won. So what made you think beating Butterbean was going to make him be like, oh, yes, yes. That was a, it was a pride thing. I said that was a pride. It was more so a pride thing. I don't even think did he win? Did, he, did they even fight again? I don't even think they no. fought again. From from the sounds of that thing, they didn't. They didn't even get the fight again at that because he he when he tried to enter that MMA world, it wasn't working for him. He was trying to knock out the guy that Butterbean beat in a matter of seconds and try to outdo him. You know, it's like his obsession became Butterbean at that point. It wasn't oh, yeah, about wrestling that didn't work. anymore. Yeah, and then from there he just lost himself and he fizzled. And in the words of broken Jeff Hardy, I'll fade away and classify myself as obsolete. Absolutely. <laughs> and he was he was done. That was it. No more Mark Gunn, people. He was yeah. it. That, that was the end and of his career. I'm gonna say honestly, and and during the document, they did mention how Draws got into the wheelchair, which was a sad scenario. And of course, Jim Cornette had to mention. And the fact that you're like, I, I just hate it when people call professional wrestling the F word or, or fake. And I'm like, how do you call it fake? Because all it took was one move to paralyze this man 20 years later and he's still paralyzed. And I'm like, you just had to put that in there, Jim. We know this. We, we, we know this. He says that every time he gets on his podcast or every time he gets on his Twitter machine, he always be like, he'd be like, oh, it's, it don't, it's not the F word. It is, it is as real as it gets. Yeah. I'm like, okay, we know it's real. We know it's predetermined, and we know we know this. Yeah, it's like you're talking to wrestling fans, not not ignorant wrestling fans. Okay, we we get it. All right, and 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 it's just it, it, Jim Cornette, low key, was kind of the star of this entire yeah he was series epic because he was hilarious. Yeah, he just hilarious. calling calling people idiots and dickheads and and this and that, and I'm just like, man, you are really really mad, bro. And like, the way he was saying it, it wasn't like he was 
over it. He was like, he still think about it to this day. <laughs> yes, yes. Now, 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 now. Here's a little off air one that they did. Now, I don't know if they quite revealed this on 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 the series or not because I saw the the aftermath show, and they showed little, you know, I guess director's cut clips. Did you see where you know uh, he threatened Vince Russo and Vince Russo got a restraining order on him and he was oh, like, yeah. "You idiot!" I'm you say, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was um, that was honestly even if they did include it, that was known because I I know that whole story like they um the restraining order I think he signed it and then yeah. framed it like he actually framed it he's like this is what because he frames like hate letters that being yeah. Jim Cornette he 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 frames everything he frames death threats he was like some of these people don't know how to spell but it was yeah. still hilarious so yeah. I'm like you actually you actually want to be hated so yeah I I, I get it. Uh, that's why I was I, I was laughing at that. I'm like, oh, yeah, he fra- yeah. he be framing his stuff. Yeah, he framed it, made copies of it, and sold it to people. I'm like, wow, dude. And if you're a fan, by the way, that actually bought that, what in blazes what? are you thinking? What that's what made money. you want to... Seriously, why would you buy a restraining order that's signed by... The... For what? What are you going to do with it? Nothing. Frame it. <laughs> <laughs> it means nothing. <laughs> like... Oh, oh look no. here, look here, bro. It's got Vince Vince Russo's signature, bro. Like this is super famous. It's a restraining order. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> you sound like Ed yeah, from Goodberg. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a dude. He's a dude. She's a dude. <laughs> I like the best. I like um, Like uh, no. <laughs> 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 What's going on? <laughs> Why? I'm Ed. <laughs> but it's like, <sighs> that's the thing. It's just like, I'm just saying, like, that really heats me because I'm just like, are you really that dumb of a fan to want to buy restraining orders from freaking Jim Cornette? Yeah. For, they just, are that just, dumb. I'm like, I understand. You, I understand buying turnbuckles that were signed by numerous wrestling talents. I understand buying a championship belt signed by talent. I understand, you know, parts of a ring mat and all of that from a WWE 2K game. That's like a fraction of a size. I get it. I understand those things. But a restraining order? Really? (laughs) Why, people? We've got to do better with memorabilia in the wrestling world, okay? That's something personal, okay? You, it has nothing to do with you. I don't get why you would even want that in your collection of collections. But whatever. If that's what you do, do you, bro. Do you, okay? (laughs) All in all, (laughs) all in all, though, it was a pretty good episode, and it was just funny to see how... WWE has not learned their lesson at all to at this all. day since then. Vince Russo... They keep bringing all these... Oof. Yeah, exactly. He learned his lesson. He learned his lesson. He to said, if extent. I were... To an extent, he said, I would never offer that again. The way all these injuries happened, all the careers that was taken and shortened eventually because of this tournament... He said, I will never offer that again. And honestly, that's the one time I believe Vince Russo learned his lesson. Probably took him a minute. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure he, because after that, he has some pretty dumb ideas. Viagra on a pole. 
comes to mind. Uh, the reverse battle royal and um, TNA. Um, yeah, some yeah. other stuff. It was a lot of stuff that he, he had some dumb ideas that sh- should have been shot down immediately. Don't, don't, don't forget the Bagwell's mom on a... Oh, Judy Bagwell on a forklift match. Yeah. What? What? <laughs> so, Vinny Vinny Russo. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, bro, that ain't it. It ain't it, man. And it's just like... A guy with no wrestling experience whatsoever. We, we, he was, he filmed. Um, I think he was signed. He was a writer for the magazine, so it was like, hmm. Yeah. yeah. And the way, and I like how Jim Cornette pointed out. He was like, if you, he said, I don't have a problem with you not having experience in the wrestling business, but if you don't, if you're just coming in fully yourself and not trying to learn said business, you're already coming in on the wrong foot. Yeah. Because if you're, because that's just like me. I've haven't, I've never taken a bump in my life. Would I, would I in the future? Probably. Who knows? I probably just say screw it. I'm going to be trying to be a professional wrestler. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm dedicated to it. But yeah. from, from right now, if I were to step into the business as a writer, I would be like, okay, I need a lot of help because I know how to write a show. I know how to write a script, but I, I need to, what makes sense. Yeah, exactly. And and that's why that's where I get that's why I agree with him at that. Like Vince Russo probably at the time did not want did not care for did not want to learn anything that was the wrestling business, and it it came back to bite him because it was a chain of it was a chain effect. Yeah. This inexperienced writer came in and basically shortened and ended the careers of everybody because he wanted to, he he didn't get out of his feelings. Yeah, JBL is a bully in the back in the in the backstage area. Who cares? Why are you in the locker room to begin with? You should be writing a show. So you and your feelings about someone being a bully, were they directed to you? Or was he just ta- was he just drunk and just talking mad crap like like the boys in the locker room do all the time? Yeah. Because I, I'm always I've been in the locker room where we just be talking mad trash, but when we get it's all about how he carries himself outside of that locker room. If he's a trash talker outside of the locker room, then you put it you, you put everybody's career on the line with a idiotic concept but if yeah. it was just in the locker room it, it was like bro so now i it's like now that i'm looking back on it i get why he got all the heat because it was like it was your idea sir mm-hmm. because you were in your feelings about jbl when you should have got out of your feelings and said nah i'm good this is just an idea that i'm just gonna say no to like whatever there's an old saying whatever you think doesn't mean it's a good idea whatever you say whatever you think doesn't have to be repeated so if you feel like this is a bad idea, or if you just if you if we were to think that everything we say out of our mouth is a good idea, we would be President Trump. <laughs> and Uh-oh. on that note, <laughs> <Uh-oh>. so um, <laughs> so so it's safe to say, Josh, that if you chose between two sides of um, between Vince Russo, bro, and Mr. Jim Cornette. It sounds like you lean more on the side of Jim Cornette as far as this how this entire thing came about. Yeah, and I'm not really a big fan of Jim Cornette. That, 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 my tweets can attest to that. But um, I would honestly, in this in this scenario, I do agree with Jim Cornette because it's like you kind of set this was a a a, a recipe for disaster, and you said it everybody up to fail and get hurt in, in careers. And instead of saying, because honestly, right, it's like if, and 
it the fall the fall blame falls on everybody. The blame falls on everybody, but mainly Russo because I'm guessing he didn't want to step out of his way and learn the business because he was just a writer. He was just a fan. He was a fan at the time. He was a writer, so he didn't know the business behind it. So if if he were to learn the business behind it at the time that everything was going on, it probably would have been a different outcome, or he it probably would have not even happened because he would have known. Yeah, this is a dumb idea. I agree, you know, and, and I kind of play the same role as you do. I mean, uh, there's two people I, I have to agree with. It's it's really more Jim Cornette and Jr. I mean, Jr. always seems to keep it pretty blunt and let you know, like, hey, it, no, it wasn't a good idea. No one got over. The talent, most of it got hurt. So it's just like, I mean, yeah, you, you got to kind of agree with, with both of those guys there. But all in all, all of y'all... All of y'all mofos, yeah, all of y'all are in the wrong. <laughs> all of y'all. All of you. I'm going to do it in my Stephen name. All of us. All of us. All of us is wrong. All of us. Yeah, they all wrong. All of y'all wrong. All of y'all. Ooh, it makes me sick. Gets on my nerve. All of us. Why did you, you know? Why did you do that? Why did you do that? <laughs> they, all, they all was wrong. In a way, the only person I give a pass to is Bart Gunn and the fact that you were just trying to revamp your career. Do you, your job. You, that was all you were trying to do, and do your job. I don't blame you, but everybody else, you know, Vince, both of yours, both of your Vince's. I blame you both. I blame JR. I blame Jim Cornette. I blame y'all, the whole creative team. I blame y'all. Because you knew what you were getting into, you knew what sounded stupid, and you knew what was and wasn't going to work. But you went through with it because you needed ratings at the time. So, all of y'all, y'all are all to blame right now. Therefore, <laughs> this was definitely a fun series. Uh, any concluding thoughts on this particular episode, Josh, before we wrap this thing up? They should never ever, 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 ever think of this ever again. Don't even if you dream about doing a brawl for all two, you need to wake up and apologize. Do not ever put it, your, yourself in this situation again. It was by far we've seen some dumb ideas from the WWE and I mean a lot to this day. But that up that should be up there as number as number one indefinitely because oh y'all brought a, another sport that you had no idea what to do or no backstory to you tried to just go from a whim and you took it from an idea of a writer who was not experienced in the business at the time so yeah it's all y'all fault don't wait, do it again. Wait. Wait, now, now that was even more uh, silly than the, uh, what was it, the Daniels Den match? What oh, never that? mind. That's number two. Never <laughs> that's number two. I forgot all about that match. That, that Lions Den match you're talking about. Lions Den. There we go. The Lions Den uh, match. No, that was number two. So now your Brawl for All is number two and Lions Den is number one. That was terrible. I don't know who thought that was. <laughs> that was oh, my God. 
Oh, <laughs> forgot about that. That's the reason why I forgot about it because it was that bad. <laughs> oh, oh, and let's not forget the dog match. I forgot the name of that one too. With Al Snow and Big Boss Man, you know the dogs that was supposed to be killer oh, dogs. The, the 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 dog. It was like it was supposed to be some killer dogs in the Hell in the Cell structure, and the dogs were as nice as teddy bears. Like they did not want to bark <laughs> at all. So it was like they had to go out and act like Al Snow had to go force a dog to to put his mouth on his arm and he ended up licking him. It was like, oh my god, this is not working. Yeah, it was a it, it was just a lot of bad ideas. This is about as bad as it's up there with the the dog food master they had recently with Baron Corbin and Roman Reigns. That was a pretty <laughs> terrible idea. I don't know who. who I, so yeah, this company has had its fair. Honestly, the wrestling business in general. Has had his fair share of what the hell? Who approved this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, maybe maybe that's an episode we'll do for you guys very, very soon in the future. You know, we're just gonna go down and make an all-time top twenty, top twenty-five list, maybe of like the worst gimmick matches from every promotion. And every. No, none of you promotions are safe. None of y'all. None of y'all safe. Not TNA, not WCW, not Impact Wrestling, not AEW, because I'm pretty sure they may have had one or two yet. I don't know yet. We're going to find out. Y'all still young. Y'all some little babies. Y'all, y'all, y'all still, you know, wet behind the ears. Breath smelling like Simulac. <laughs> Y'all still, y'all still some babies. So we, I don't know. We gonna have to dig on some research and see if y'all didn't had any worse gimmick matches yet. I don't know. But Impact Wrestling, TNA, WCW, New Japan, all ECW, y'all, all y'all, all y'all W's, all y'all W's. Y'all ain't none, safe. Ain't none of y'all safe. We gonna find out who the rest of y'all, what y'all did in y'all years that nobody likes. So that being said, brother Josh. Thank you, as always, man, for appearing on a very, 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 very animated show, Dark Side <laughs> of the Ring, episode four. So Next I episode. had to hold back my profanity this episode because I oh, wanted yeah. to be invited back. Yeah, I didn't want to be... I didn't want to be put out because I cussed too much. Like I had to, I had to pull back. It was some moments when I was like, "Ooh, I gotta catch myself." I'm like, oh, "Okay." Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Brother man, you did a you did a phenomenal job, and I ain't just talking phenomenal like the phenomenal one. You definitely did it. You did that thing, brother, and I appreciate you as always. Go ahead and tell the people where they can find you on all social media outlets. You can find me on all social medias at on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and even Snapchat. I have one of those, but I don't use it. Josh Gresham, O R G. It is pretty simple to find, and you can also find me on all audio platforms as well as YouTube. The YouTube, Gresh, G-R-E-S-H. That's literally the name. But if you want any more detail, Gresh Unleashed, that is your main thing to listen for. Because, quite frankly, I hold nothing back. I am the Roman Reigns of the Georgia Atlanta, Georgia, because quite frankly, people don't like to listen to me, but they also like to hit, like to hate me. So, with that being said, <laughs> I'm I'm Gresh, and that's that slogan that I like to use. Josh Gresh, out, out, and ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. On this note, you have officially been botched. Peace.